it's easy to feel the weight of the world on our shoulders, especially this year. Sometimes we feel that we need some sort of escape, and maybe we can't physically escape, uh, but somewhere that our minds can escape to. A place without politics, a place without disease, violence, any negative vibes uh, on which that we see the news every day. It's in the palm of our hands every day with our phones, really, and it's hard to escape from. My guest today discusses his escape in the world of art. Greg Crayola Simpkins joins me to talk about how he's able to mentally escape the world when working on his art projects. We also discuss on how he enjoys bonding with his kids over art projects and skating. Greg is truly a talented artist, and during our discussion, I've come to find out that he is truly a down-to-earth family man. Make sure you take the time to check out his work on YouTube and give him a follow on social media. This episode of Parent Quest is also available on your favorite podcast app uh, to listen to. Maybe while you're commuting to work or while you're working on a project or if it's just something that you want to listen to during your downtime. So without further ado, here is Greg Crayola Simpkins. How's your day been? Oh, it's been pretty good. Pretty mellow. Mm -hmm. Got a little bit of work done, but yeah. How about you? Um, Kind of busy. Worked all day at the hospital and uh wow. and i uh, got home at five and wife had dinner on the table and nice yeah, oh, so yeah. where are you at i am in huntington west virginia oh you're in west virginia okay yeah yeah so uh pretty pretty laid back here not not lots of crowds and people which is kind of nice yeah we got the opposite over here <laughs> yeah it, it's way too crowded <laughs> over here it's like trying to find pockets to hang out without too many people around so where exactly are you I'm in Torrance, California, which is about 30 minutes south of Los Angeles. Okay. So really close to LA. We're just in the beach cities over here. Okay. So I was out in LA like eight years ago. My wife's uncle lives right in Studio City. Okay. And, uh, it's, yeah, it's, uh, I, I've always thought that I wanted to live there growing up. Like I thought, oh, it's sweet. I love to skateboard, surf, all that stuff. And yeah. like, I go and visit there and I think, I'm all right. Not living right in Los Angeles. Yeah. I, I've never lived right in the heart of it. I've always been in the suburbs, kind of outskirts. Mm -hmm. But I'm so close that, like, I spent a lot of time there. I've worked a lot. Yeah. There. I used to work in downtown LA and all that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. So and I've done a lot of graffiti down there. So yeah. it's just been part of my life being by the city. It's kind of yeah. be hard for me to leave it because there's, like, so many job opportunities and stuff that just pop up right there. Yeah. There in Hollywood. I guess you would say that's pretty much your home then, being, yeah. being that close to it. <laughs> All right. So, Greg, why don't you uh, just give me kind of a, a brief background of, you know, what you do? What's your what's your history in art? Where did you get your start? Is it something that you've been doing since a kid or is it something that you picked up as a teenager later in life? Or Gotcha. Know? Yeah. Um, well, my name is Greg Crayola Simpkins and the Crayola in there is actually my graffiti name. Um, I spell it without the Y and I started doing graffiti when I was 17 years old because I had a huge interest in art since I was a little kid and some kids in my classroom noticed my drawings and said, why don't you do this stuff? And they showed me the book, uh, subway art. 
which got me so inspired that I went out and stole the spray cans out of my dad's garage and started spray painting everywhere around here. And I haven't stopped creating ever since. I'm 45 now, so it's been a long life of just making art. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Is is Has your dad, uh, was he kind of freaking out at the first moment? Like he, he noticed that his cans were gone or... or- yeah, they weren't too stoked at first, but they quickly caught on to what I was doing. And my dad built me a wall in the backyard thinking it was going to keep me from going out on the streets, like a 16-foot wall. And it just helped me get better. So when I did go out on the streets, I I, I did cooler stuff. So I, I was – it was uh, – it kind of backfired on him a little bit. But he eventually started building my canvases and panels for me to paint on and did that for many years for me. So it was kind of like a bonding thing too. So when, when was the transition from the streets to the actual gallery? Um, I did my very first, everybody says how long I've been painting. And I always have a, to tell them I started painting with spray paint first. Cause I was just drawing before that pencil, pen, markers, you name it. And it wasn't maybe, gosh, I was spray painting for many years before I picked up a paintbrush. And it was through guys in my crew that were painting with acrylics that said, why aren't you using these, you know, brushes and paint? I'm like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And so they kind of pushed me into it. And it's now been like probably close to 25 years, 25 wow. years I've been painting with acrylics and just, you know, trial and error, trial and error, listening to people's advice, how to do it. I went to art school also, but I didn't learn how to paint per se. I learned, you know, uh, like life drawing and illustration, you know, stuff i was an illustration major switch to studio art but for some reason didn't take painting classes when mm. i was in school it was all drawing and concept stuff so um when i came when i started painting i just i'm gonna learn this i'm gonna learn this i got really focused and just pushed myself made tons of mistakes yeah. but had a lot of fun and i'm still making mistakes and learning you know today it's probably the only way you can learn just trial right. by error yeah it's all it's been with COVID going on right now, I mean, how has that affected your your career? Has it changed it much? Are you able it's to- changed it's changed aspects of it? Like yeah. I'm still painting just as much. Um, the sad thing is we had to cancel uh, my solo shows. I usually do a solo show in Los Angeles each year or show in other places around the country or even the world. And it just doesn't look like things are opening up and looking good for having gallery shows, but for some reason I just as busy painting um and the online stores going crazy i think the minute quarantine started and things locked down people started going online more and looking at stuff and buying art books and prints and stuff so we've been really busy over here but it's sad to see the state of the world like i miss like i used to when my shows we have lines around the block and like tons of people come out and so it's like that aspect i miss but I want to make sure the world gets better before right. I start throwing shows like that again. That's probably a little disheartening for you, I'm sure. Not yeah, to... I, miss, I miss people. I'm a people yeah. person, but it's like, and now I have to be like, ooh, all inward. Right. Here and like, you know, we have our little bubbles of people, but yeah. still, yeah. Yeah, it gets a little, it's a little sad. So how does this virtual tour work out? I mean, it's something new for you. Is Is it... No, we don't really so much do it as like a virtual like tour. Like uh, I, I basically, if I'm doing paintings, then we're showing to, you know, clients. A lot of times I'm just working on um, commissions and stuff right now okay. and, and just dealing with clients and doing some personal work, which we will share with some people. And it's just, 
for me, I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying editing my video. I, I film when I paint. So I have a YouTube channel and I just, I'll edit my paintings and put them up on my YouTube channel still. So that's a little outlet and a way to share my artwork with people as well. What processes in your head and comes out on canvas is like, I just, I, I don't even know how you come up with some of the ideas that you come up with in, in your artwork. <laughs> it's awesome. It is, Thanks, it is super, super cool just to see how it, it comes together like that. Has that been something that you've been working with more now since we're dealing with, you know, pandemic? Have you been kind of giving more attention to your YouTube channel? Yeah, I have been giving more attention to my YouTube channel. Like I, I definitely film everything I paint um, with the purpose of just making that video to share with people. I know people are stuck inside watching YouTube and shows. So I'm trying to create content that they can kind of take them out of that, this world and like, right. you know, take a break, escape. You know, I had a show a few years ago called the escape artist. And the whole idea in mind is like, when I'm painting and creating these worlds, it's my escape. It's, mm -hmm. it's the way I kind of check out. I check out. I don't want to hear politics. I don't want to hear yes. all this depressing shit. I want to like, just kind of get into something interesting and fun and go down a rabbit hole, you know, live yeah. in wonderland for a while. So I like to share that with people as much as I can through my art. Yeah. I think everybody kind of needs that kind of escape. Yeah. Um, it's, it's nice. And, and I mean, some people have it through, you know, watching TV in the evenings. I like to play video games quite a bit and, and like it is, it steps you out of what we're living in right now and the stresses of this world and kind of lets you just not think about anything that's irritating or, you know, just, just life. Yeah. Itself. yeah not, nothing too depressing. I'm trying to like step away out of that stuff. I know a lot of people like to paint about politics or paint about current events. I'm just like, that, well, I'll let them do that. I'm going to yeah. keep going into Oz and wherever my brain goes, you know? Thinking about you while you're painting, uh, do you have like a set, like, you need to have a certain environment to get the ideas out? Do you have mu certain type of music playing or do you have, um, you know, just certain vibes that you have to have in the room while you're painting or outside? Yeah, it all changes. Um, uh, if I'm creating, a lot of times I'll go for walks, like long, just listening to podcasts, listening to music, or even audiobooks. Just try to get inspired. A lot of times, a lot of my shows come together just walking along the beach down here, and just checking out the waves, what the birds are doing, all that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. And then my mind just starts going, and I have to sit down and I write notes. On, uh, on my iPhone, you know, right, like yeah. notes app. I have so many notes and storylines and it usually starts with little stories or phrases. Mm -hmm. And then I come home and I just open up my little sketchbook and I just start sketching thumbnails, little drawings and ideas and, and composition notes on how I want to see things flow or like color schemes and, you know, stuff like that. I just try to attach it to the, to the storybook notes. Yeah, I use notes a lot too. And uh, it's probably one of the best things that's happened to cell phones. Uh, I think cell phones kind of break up society a little bit in a way, yeah. how much people are spending on social media. Uh, but uh, just a, a short story and a little irritating. I had all my notes saved for like, it's probably about five years worth of notes that I had saved on my phone. And I upgraded my phone oh, at the store no. and they yeah. transferred everything. And I went in there and started looking at my notes and they were all gone, just deleted. Oh yeah. my gosh. Oh yeah. I, I've been trying to make the habit of saving to the cloud or I don't know, backing up a different way, but I email them to myself maybe every couple of months, just that's, it's the same notes, but they'll be updated. So at least they're in my email and my Gmail. Yeah. That's really smart. I probably should start doing that. I, I've been using Google docs lately. Oh, love nice. that. Um, nice. 
Yeah, I have a huge fear of losing all that stuff. There's so many gems in there. I'm just like, oh, can't lose that one. I got to send it. You find yourself ever just kind of like looking back, like going through old, old, old files of notes and stuff and, and maybe coming up with ideas for today for artwork? Or... Uh, all, the, all the time. That, okay. That's usually like, especially if I'm going to start a show, I go through all my files and folders of all the previous sketches I drew, the mm-hmm. ones I didn't get to for a show, and then I read through my notes. And okay. that's basically where I get going. Cause there's like show title ideas. There's like so many things that I've never been able to, to approach yet. Cause there's just no time. So mm-hmm. there's ideas for days, but not enough time to paint them all and do them all. Yeah. You're family man also. So has your, your artwork influenced your kids into wanting to do artwork or they kind of branching off into different, different hobbies themselves right now? They both enjoy art. Um, they don't do it all the time, but when they do, they get into it. Like my older son is just the other night just started going, I'm going to make skateboard graphics. I'm like, cool. How are you going to do it? And he just starts cutting up paper, wrapping them with cellophane, drawing on transfer on tracing paper, like, like almost like um, stained glass looking images. Like he did one of like a chessboard night and he's overlaying them and then taping it and stapling it. I'm like, that's pretty crazy. That looks cool, man. Yeah. Like, and he's just getting real creative. He's always drawn like comic book characters and written stories for them. Mm-hmm. And my little guy, he, we had started a whole sketchbook together at the beginning of the quarantine where he would draw something that I would draw what he drew. Then he would redraw what I drew. And we just filled up this book full of us, like having drawing battles. So he's eight and I, I really love his art. He he's, mm-hmm. I was teaching him one point perspective so he can do his, his, the first letter's name Everett. He'll do an E in like a big block letter and then draw all the 3D lines to a point. And I showed him where to cut it. So it looked like a 3D letter. Mm-hmm. And then so he got all excited and he just started drawing all these shapes and it's just pages of like one point perspective drawings. So he's very analytical. That one, he's very precise, very mathematical. And my oldest son is wild and out there and he's got this crazy imagination. So it's fun to see they both create art in different ways. And they don't always, it's not like they, they always do it because dad does it either. A lot of times like, oh yeah, it's just dad's what dad does. So yeah, but that's fine too, whatever they're into. That's pretty awesome. I feel like that book is going to be something that's cherished within your family forever. I mean, yeah, that, uh, book of artwork dedicated or book dedicated artwork during the time of COVID. Right. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's been fun to draw with him too. It's just fun to connect with them that way. Yeah. I was going to say, how does it make you feel whenever you see them? kind of falling in love with the thing that you fell in love with as a kid oh i get stoked it, it's like oh my gosh he's into this cool how can i you know be you know back you up into the you know how can i support you with this mm-hmm. and so but then you know i don't want to overstep it i don't want it to seem like a chore like i i did give my my oldest kid a job during the summer he needed some work to do so i had him photographing all my drawings in my flat files for my next book mm-hmm. so i'm like all right here you go dude make some money and he sat there went whoa these are, you drew all these i'm like yeah i'm like you could be sitting here drawing too this you have this whole studio full of everything in the yeah. world that you could want to mess around with like last night we were he was putting another skateboard together for a friend and he's like oh, can i spray paint something i'm like go ahead so we went outside threw some cardboard down went into my spray paint cabinet and he just pulled colors and i'm like you have all this stuff here all the time you can make stuff mm-hmm. and so he was super stoked. Do you ever worry about him 
kind of going out and, and spreading up the town a little bit too. Like you, all the time. Are you kidding? <laughs> oh my god! I, like, I feel like as a dad, like if that were my kid's situation, like yeah, I, I I understand the feelings that you feel about wanting to go out and do that, but as a parent, the parent side of you is probably like, I don't know if I really want you doing that. Yeah, that's a really it's a really sticky situation because I know I did a lot of that, but you know I don't do I don't really go out that much anymore. And especially, you know, I try to get permission walls these days. I want to end up in jail and having a family and having to support them and all that kind of stuff. I do get that itch though. And there is, it does need scratching sometimes. And, but I I know I wouldn't want him out there getting in trouble and, but it's, it's such a a tricky thing. Like I, I, the main answer is no, I don't want him going out there. So I just, I know if my friends are listening to this, they're like, nah, man, you went out and did that. (laughs) Like, sorry guys, I'm trying to. trying to raise this kid to be first of all i want him to be respectful of others and to be kind and all that kind of stuff and both kids are doing pretty good so far they're they're sweet kids but i i i do see if any of them are doing it it's my oldest kid he's going to be that one that's going to strike oh i'm going to dip out i feel feel like you as a dad though could kind of sympathize with him too as well be like i know what you're going through i know what you you know what what you want to do i I totally get that do they know that about your early years i mean it's in my book Uh, it's in both of them but he like i wrote an essay in my last one and i caught him when i went in his room he's putting some of those covers i'm like what are you hiding what are you hiding are you looking at some magazines (laughs) he's like no and he was reading my book and i was like oh you're just he's like oh he's like you used to write on the freeway i'm like yeah (laughs) oh yeah that's in there maybe should have waited a couple of years before he reads about that kind of stuff. But it's, I mean, I'm mostly known for like doing like productions and like, yeah. you know, nice clean murals and like, or mostly just painting canvases. So I, I don't think he's going to, I don't know. I, I mean, he knows a lot of my friends too, who are still in that world. And like, you know, he was telling me, you know, who my favorite graffiti artist is, I'm who it's going to be your pop. Right. It's like, no scholar. I'm like, Oh man, scholar's awesome. No. So that's fine. But I'm not, I'm not even, I mean, I'm not even on his top 10 list. So is there ways to go about doing that without getting in trouble? I mean, could, yeah. could you, something like you, you mentioned your son putting a skateboard together, assuming skateboards. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much, he's all consumed with, I mean, I woke up this morning, we go to the skate park early cause there's like hardly anybody there. Yeah. So we'll get up at six 30 and go. So yeah, that's awesome. a few times a week. Could uh, Skate parks out, out there are a dime a dozen. Yeah. I mean, we got two that we pretty much go to over here. Yeah. I know yeah. there's a lot more, but I don't feel like driving that far either. Could you, uh, is it this city owned or is it private owned? I think it's city owned. Yeah. Well, I was park, yeah. approach the city and be like do you mind if i i spray paint this bowl or do you mind if i do uh, something they won't let us they wouldn't really? let us no i mean we have plenty of walls i got plenty of places if i want to go paint i could paint like i got friends with walls and i'd like downtown la or like east la hey we got walls come paint yeah. okay it's mostly just a time thing these days and like being home to make sure i'm i'm to you know cook and help with all the parenting stuff and plus i have like tons of paintings i have to get finished so it's mostly on me. Like I, I could just call up, you know, one of my buddies and say, Hey, you got any walls? And they'd be like, sure. Come down and paint. That's cool. So there's a lot of permission walls we've got. There's, there's still that itch to kind of do that one wall that you probably will get seen and people go, how do they do that? But I'm yeah. freaking too old. Really. Yeah. Yeah. Get down on too much of that kind of stuff. Yeah. 
Man, that's cool though. I, I really didn't know how that worked out as far as being able to do it publicly like that. So that's that's neat that you have connections that way, being able to I mean, there would be ways we could do public stuff, but the stuff I want to do, which is like lettering and stuff. If I'm painting walls, I usually would just rather do lettering, like my big letters, than like what I do on canvas. And when they hit me up, because I got hit up to do you know stuff like Formosa Beach or whatever, it, they look at my my work on canvas and go, "Oh yeah, we want that." I'm like, "Yeah, but I'm not going to paint that on your wall. I want to do this on a wall." And they're like, ah, "We don't so much want like graffiti stuff." I'm like, "Okay, well then maybe it's not a good pairing." So I like to keep my canvases because my canvases can take months and months, especially on big ones. Yeah. So on a big wall, I just haven't like I. There have been instances I've been able to do some nice murals and stuff without letters, but I just really like doing that. So mm -hmm. I try to just get myself those situations. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's really cool. I see the painting behind you there. Is that is that a current project that you're working on? Is it finished? Just finished it the other day. How long did that take? Uh, a few weeks on this one, probably okay. close to a month. And was, it's going off to Denmark pretty soon. Okay. Yeah. It's, that is uh, pretty awesome for listeners. From what I can see, it's uh, was it a squid with. It's a mushroom. It's a morel mushroom octopus. Pretty rad. How'd you come up with the idea of doing that? I'm working with a, a collector in Denmark. We talked back and forth about elements that he was into. And he was, he had previously purchased my, um, did you see the lime octopus I did holding the Corona beer? And it says, enjoy Crayola instead of Corona. It was, uh, it was my coronavirus painting that was inspired when this whole thing started. I did a big giant lime octopus holding a bottle of Corona beer. And uh -huh. it's called Reunited. So it's like, you can't wait till this thing's over and they can get back together and have a backyard party. So he, he owns that. And then he's like, oh, I want to get a couple more octopuses. I'm like, okay, cool. Because I, I paint a lot of octopuses. And octopuses is okay. It doesn't have to be octopi. I looked it up. And um, so I do various, like, they're, like, hybrid with, like, fruits or vegetables or, like, different creatures. I've just been painting them for years. So this is one of the ones. And we, we um, just talked about what, what we're going to do and how we're going to, what kind of elements he wanted included. And I drew this one up and then painted it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Your artwork is gorgeous. I love the big style artwork. You do. I mean, I, I couldn't imagine seeing that in person. I'm sure it's just like I, I would be mesmerized. That's what I miss about the shows because if yeah. there's like a nine foot painting on the wall, you feel like you're in the world. It's kind of like, lost in it. Yeah, it's like the, like you see it online. It's like that's cool. That's what that, that's why I'm trying to do the YouTube videos because it's kind of like another step yeah. past just seeing a picture on a screen. Yeah, and I, I just want people to be able to stand in front of these giant pieces again. That's that's my heart. That's what I want the most but yeah so I'd, I'd say this all comes and goes i mean it'd be nice if, we, if coronavirus is done tomorrow but maybe relatively soon yeah. uh, do you do you have plans to do maybe like a, a post-covid gallery show or I yeah know. i will i definitely will like when this stuff's done yeah yeah, yeah i like I, I still love doing that stuff well greg i don't want to keep you too much longer what what can where can people listen to you or not listen to you, but like see your work and, and uh, I guess they can listen to you on, on YouTube now. As well. Yeah. Yeah. YouTube's good. Uh, it's Greg Simpkins art on YouTube. My website's Greg Simpkins My Instagram is at Crayola and that's pretty active on there. And that's probably the main ones. Yeah. I also wanted to say, I, I listened to your podcast with Steve Cavallaro. That was oh, awesome. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's Thanks, a friend man. of mine. So I was super stoked that that you interviewed him. I'm like, oh, this is super cool. We'll get to hear about his cab salad. And I remember I used to text him like, what are you making? Or he used to text me smoothie recipes. He's got okay. good smoothie recipes too. So yeah, he's uh, he was uh, he's a lot of fun to talk to. I, I feel like the process getting him on, I, it's just a lot of going back and forth as far as trying to get people to meet up together. And and I'm not that, not like knocking him or anything at all. Obviously, we're just busy schedule, and I completely understand that. Uh, but I I wanted to commend your wife for how prompt she is as far as oh, getting okay. emailing. Like that is truly truly awesome uh, that you have her help. Yeah, she does all that. Yeah, it's like people try to contact me and I'm like either working or I, I forget to check my email and I'm like, oh crap, are people going to my DMs on Instagram? I usually don't see them. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh man, I'm I'm a mess when it comes to organization. But she's the opposite. She's like super organized. Yeah. So she makes yeah. my life perfect. I, I plan on having a cab salad one of these days. I saw that a local restaurant around him is starting to sell them pre-packed. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty rad. Yeah, that's cool, man. Greg, it was such a pleasure being able to sit and chat with you and pick at your brain and getting to know you as an artist and as a father. I personally want to thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to do that. And thanks so much to your wife for uh, getting us in contact. A lot of hard work went in there, and I definitely appreciate how... Uh, quick cheese to reply and be able to set this up for us. Thank you very much. Uh, you lovely listeners, please go follow Greg on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook by searching Greg Crayola Simpkins. You can check out and purchase his artwork at www.gregsimpkinsart.com. And to get a look at how he brings his paintings from his mind to canvas, go watch his work on YouTube at Greg Simpkins Art. As for Parent Quest, you can follow me on Twitter at ParentQuestPod, Instagram Parent underscore Quest, and Facebook ParentQuest. The podcast is now available on Twitch and YouTube. Just search ParentQuest and hit that subscribe or follow button. I want to thank you all personally so much for listening to this, and I can officially say this quest has been completed.